You're listening to Racing Nation with James O'Shea. Metropolitan Racing in Victoria this weekend takes us to Caulfield. Ten races on the program. It's been a pretty big week racing at Caulfield, actually. Let's see if we can round out the week with a few winners. Just the man to do so. From the puntingbaron.com.au. Shane Matthews, how are you? Very good, James. How are you, mate? Yes, very well. It's a busy week for Caulfield. Yeah, it's a bit of an interesting one, isn't it? They raced on Thursday. Uh, When's the last time that ever happened? Not sure. And someone actually asked me, actually, I could make Mutley, I was just speaking about him off <laughs> there. He actually, actually asked me why they're racing at uh, Caulfield, why they were racing at Caulfield yesterday. And a couple of other people said it Thursday. I'm, I have no inside knowledge. I'm mm. thinking they might have been trying to capitalise on a a bit of a Christmas party crowd, perhaps. Uh, Thursday has sort of become the new Friday in Melbourne. It is the day that uh, traffic in the office and around the CBDs that are tyres. Friday is a pretty big work-from-home day, apparently. So maybe they thought a twilight meeting, people going to the office, head to the track afterwards. Uh, yeah, maybe that was the idea behind it. But, yeah, very bit weird that they did it on the same week yeah. there's a meeting on the Saturday and the rail... I think what it looks at like it stays in the same position. It was out 10 metres on Thursday, and it's out 10 metres again. So, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a little bit interesting. But, uh, yeah, it's, a, it's an off-season program. It's a, it's a proper summer meet, uh, but it's a pretty decent meeting, actually. It's, uh, I have to admit, when I first looked at it, I thought, oh, geez, 10 races. Few of these look the same in the off-season, at least. Uh, you know, during the spring, you get a couple of feature races. But as I dived into it, uh, yeah, it started to get a little bit keener. So, uh, yeah, it should be a good day's racing. And at least this weekend, I mean, the good thing about this Saturday, we don't have any of these bloody weather forecasts where we don't know if we're going to get 20 mils or 2 mils. The last two Saturdays, we've kind of started the day off on a good track, and it's just mm. gradually got worse and worse. But... Uh, the good news for this weekend is the forecast is dry, so with the track a good four at the moment, it should stay in that range. So uh, given how the last couple of Saturdays have gone for me, I'm pretty happy with that. So a consistent track surface. You talked about that rail so, and the meeting that was already held there Thursday with that rail in that same position. What's your anticipation or expectation around the track and lanes or where you want to be? Yeah, look, it seems to race pretty fair on Thursday. Uh, horses won from off the fence, uh, horses up on speed. I think horses up on speed that, you know, who, who were the best horses who got a pretty good time of it in front on the rail were certainly advantaged. Uh, so whether that just, with that traffic, whether that just evens out a bit and we start to see them get perhaps off the fence a little bit on Saturday, that's, uh, that's potentially the case. But I'm expecting it's going to play pretty fair. I thought it did on Thursday and probably expecting it to be a uh, similar pattern on Saturday. All right, well, let's see if we can find a few of those winners. We're going to preview races two, three, four, and 6. Remembering you can subscribe to the full Punting Baron service, puntingbaron.com.au. We'll tell you more about that at the end of the segment. But let's have a look at those quartet of races starting in the second Evergreen Turf Handicap. This one over the Caulfield Cup distance of 2,400 metres. This one a benchmark 100. Yeah, small field, but uh, quite an interesting little race, actually. Uh, number three, Alhambra Lads, on the backup after taking on one of those heavy tracks that we spoke about last week at Ballarat. Jeez, the conditions, the conditions turned pretty grim there. He actually loomed to win on the home corner and actually looked like he was half a chance, but he, he seemed to just peak on his run late and uh, tired through the line. Uh, that was off the back of a pretty good first up run here at Caulfield behind place of goal. 
Uh, the big key here is he gets to his absolute pet trip of 2,400 metres. He's had three goes at 2,400 metres for three wins. He's on the back up. He's third up. I think getting onto a dry surface is no disadvantage, despite his form card saying that he's quite adept in the soft and heavy conditions. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the real key with him is once he gets to 2,400 metres, he seems to go to another level. Uh, and, look, he's two runs this time in have certainly contained plenty of merit. He's carried big weights on both occasions down to the 55 kilos uh, for Billy Egan, uh, riding well for the Paddy Payne stable. Uh, he looks primed. I think he's the one to beat, number three, Alhambra lad. Saving on number two, Herman Hess. Uh, he's, a, he's a decent horse on his day, Herman Hess, but finding his day hasn't always been the easiest thing to do. Uh, I thought he did enough in the Tari Cup first up. They, they hiked along a bit there, and he just seemed to lose touch with them, but I thought he was quite good through the line. Uh, he's a horse that always improves off his first up run into his second up run. Uh, and also the other big key for him is getting onto dry ground. Uh, he really relishes dry ground. Uh, I think he can take a position up on speed. Uh, you know, you only have to go back four starts. And he's only beaten just under two lengths by right you are in a Mornington Cup over 2,400 metres. That's pretty good form for a race like this. And I thought at the 8 to $9, he was the one that looked well over the odds in the early market. So uh, definitely happy to save on him. I think Alhambra Lad's the one to beat, uh, but definitely don't want to lose on the race in number two. Herman Hess salutes. That's the way to work our way around the second. Let's have a look at race number three on the card here, Millennium Services Group Handicap. This one is over the mile. Your thoughts here? Yeah, look, I think this is a pretty skinny race, and... At the time of recording on Friday morning, Aperitivo, Aperitivo is still in the field and it rang yesterday. So it's going to come out. So these two horses that I'm about to talk about are probably going to start a bit shorter than their current prices. But like I said, it's a pretty skinny race. And based on that, there's a couple of horses in this race that look to be going through their grades quite nicely. The first of those is number five, Foolproof. Uh, he looks like a horse that might go to a bit of a higher level than what he faces here. He's only had the four career starts. He's won two of those, been placed at the other two. Uh, both of those wins have been over the mile, which is the trip that he's over here. Uh, I thought it was a dominant win at Mooney Valley. He looked in a pretty awkward spot before the home corner there, uh, got to the outside, circled the field. It was a pretty soft win on the line. Uh, that followed a, a good run first up where he loomed to win and probably just peaked late. Uh, if you go back to his first preparation, he was a pretty dominant winner over Sirius Black, who we've seen run well through the off-season in town in Melbourne. Uh, he looks to get a good run just off the speed. I think he'll settle a couple of pairs back, one off the fence. He should get a lovely trailing run into the race. I think he meets a few horses that have found their mark and their level. Uh, he looks the one with some real upside. Uh, I think he's going to be pretty hard to beat here. Number five, foolproof. Another horse that is going through the grades nicely is number nine, Aisha. Um Dominant win at Swan Hill uh, to break the maiden. She then went to Ararat and was a really good win there, painfully for me, uh, touching off Super Snitch, who's a horse who's been going really well and had some good form around her, and then went to Bendigo and continued on her winning way with a, with a good win there. Uh, doesn't look to be a lot of speed here. She showed in that race at Ararat that she's capable of taking a position up on speed. Uh, wouldn't be surprised to see her roll forward. Her last two wins have been over the mile. She stays at the mile. Again, a bit like foolproof. She just looks like she might be the horse going through the grades on the way up. Uh, and in a pretty low sort of race, to be completely honest, for Saturday's standard, uh, they're, the two type, they're the type of horse that I want to be with in this race. So foolproof's the one to beat. 
um, save on number nine, Aisha. Pretty confident that one of the two will be winning. All right, so they're full proof to five so that we can save on the nine. So that's a look there at race number three. I don't know what the early quad is on, but we're building a case to take one here. Actually, let's go to the next race <laughs> again to talk about the fourth. And uh, race number four on the program here is uh, the Batocci Simply the Best Handicap over 1,400 metres. Yeah, look, a short price favourite here in number eight. Actually, there's a few horses here that I've packed up in those recent starts, uh, all coming together here. Uh, pretty short price favourite in number eight running by, and can understand why. He was pretty good first up uh, at Sandown when chasing home uh, south of Houston, who just went to the front and completely dominated the race. Thought he got through the line quite well. Um, he looks like he's ready for the step up to the... Step up to the 14, uh, she, sorry, is ready for the step up to the 1400. Uh, last preparation, she chased home Benedetta first up um, before going on to run second behind Waltz on by in the Bendigo Guineas, uh, beating home Elkington Road. So that's pretty good form. I guess the thing is the price factor. I mean, she's 240, 250 in early markets. I can probably see her starting a little bit shorter race day. So just whether you want to dive in that short. I think she's probably the one to beat, but there is a horse in the race that I thought came up at pretty good odds that uh, is a very good chance of beating her, and that's probably the way I'm going to play, and that's number five, Najiko. This is a very talented mare, but she's a bit of a head case. Uh, she can get herself pretty worked up pre-race. Uh, even during the run, she can get herself um, she can get herself into a bit of a fizz, but when she puts it all together, she's very good Uh her two wins last preparation at Bendigo and Geelong were really dominant. She went straight to the front, uh, ran her rivals into the ground in both of those. And then it was a super return at Ararat. Uh, she was written a little bit contrary to her normal pattern. She went back. Uh, she got a dream run up the inside for Johnny Allen, but she was strong through the line. Uh, the second horse has run well since. The key here, and probably the reason I like her, is that there just doesn't look to be any speed in the race. So... I think the opportunity's there for Mickey D to just take her straight to the front. Uh, Belle Mia, Frenchman's Bay, rumbled again, long time dreaming. Actually, pretty much nearly all of her rivals are, you know, sit back off them and uh, out the back horses. So the map, should Mickey D decide to go forward, and I think they'd be mad not to, really sets up well for Najika. And when she does get into that front-running rhythm, she can be a pretty good, pretty hard horse to run down. And around Caulfield, it's not a bad asset to have. I thought around the nine to ten dollar mark. I'd much probably rather back. I'd much rather back her at that price than be taking two dollars forty about running by, who is the horse to beat. Uh, but yeah, pretty happy to be with Najiko at the double figure odds here. Race four, it's horse number five. Let's go down to race number six on the program here. Key clean handicap. This one over the two thousand metres at the benchmark seventy. Yeah, another pretty open race, uh, and again, probably trying to find a couple of horses that. Yeah, you know, look like they might be able to go through the grades. Uh, I thought it was a pretty pleasing return from number five, Brungle Raider. The Henry Dwight stable's been going pretty well in recent times and thought he hit the line nicely at Ballarat behind Cadazio. I guess a little question mark about that is that Cadazio and Tewksbury out of that race were pretty ordinary at Caulfield on Thursday. Uh, but look, he carried 63 kilos there, uh, got back, thought he got through the line really nicely. Uh, he's a horse that typically improves significantly from his first up run into his second run. run. He gets a little bit of weight relief here, draws a lovely gate in gate five to just get an easy run, uh, stalking the speed. 
Uh, I thought he'd come to play here second up. I thought around the eight to nine dollar mark he looked a good bet. And the other horse I want to be with at uh, double figure odds is number nine, Mercy and him. Uh, I didn't have a bet that he participated in a Caulfield first up, but if I was going to have a bet, it was going to be him. I thought he jumped out quite well uh, in his first preparation. He was in the market in two runs on the synthetic track and ran well without winning. Uh, reckon he might have come back a better horse this time in. Uh, it was a pretty good run first up. He just got into an awkward spot before the turn, and Johnny Allen was unable to build momentum. Thought he got through the line quite nice. Been informed that they're pretty confident that the dry ground's going to be a significant advantage for him here after striking that soft track last start. Joe McNeil can get him into a decent spot from that middle to wide draw. Uh, I think he can run well. I think he's over the odds around the $12 mark. So a little bit of value there, uh, betting around a couple of the favourites with number five, Brungle Raider, and number nine, Mercy and him. All right, so there we go. So five and nine there in the six. So recapping, we are on race two, horse number three, Alumbra Lad. We can save on the two, Herman Hess. Race three, the on-top selection is number five, Foolproof. We can save on nine, which is Isha. Race four, I can be with the five here on each way base, which is Nahiko. And then into race number six, it's five, Brungle Raider, and we can save on the nine, Mershon Him. Correct? Well summed up. All right, that's the state of play. What's the best? I think it's foolproof. I think he's uh, going to go on to a little bit better things than most of his rivals in race three and uh, with even luck in running. Uh, and if he is to go on to those better races, he probably should be dealing with these. So we'll make him the best race three, number five, foolproof. All right, so there we go. So that's a look at the Caulfield meeting for Saturday. Now Christmas just around the corner. Um, Christmas presents, looking for something to put under the present for a racing fan or someone that doesn't mind a bet. A subscription to the Punting Barons, always a pretty good option. Subscriptions open today, tomorrow, every day, and it's a good opportunity to jump on board and you'll take in a full calendar of year of racing. Well, you'll take in all of the all of the carnivals, more or less, if you sign up today, won't you? So pretty good time to do it. Certainly will. Um, there's a bit happening over the next couple of weeks. Uh, so um, for those listening early to the podcast, we'll be betting at Geelong today. Might be a bet at Mini Valley later tonight. There's a jewel accepted. Just waiting to see where it goes. Um, and then, yeah, we've obviously got Caulfield tomorrow, so we'll have a couple of other bets, uh, um, other races previewed to what we mentioned here. There's a midweek meeting at Flemington on Wednesday. Uh, there's Mini Valley next Saturday. Then there's the Boxing Day meeting. Uh, and then there's the... Valley again on the Saturday after that. There's Warnable on New Year's Eve. There's Flemington on New Year's Day. It is actually almost as busy as the Spring Carnival over the next two weeks. So when you consider subscriptions start from just $6 a week, we can sign up for the full year, which is just $159.95. That works out to only be $3 a week. Uh, it's a pretty good time to jump on board, particularly if you take up the weekly option over the next three or four weeks. You're going to get uh, plenty of meetings and uh, plenty of bets for only around 20 to $25. So uh, really good time to jump on board. Uh, go to puntingbarons.com.au and check it all out. Yeah, and I highly recommend that you do so. Jump onto the website, have a look, see what it is all about. Now, Tane, as always, uh, we take a little bit of a break, a short spell from the podcast over the Christmas New Year period. So this is our final uh, show for 2023. It's been another incredible year. So, um, of course, and I know so many listeners love tuning in to yourself and to this segment. So, hopefully, we can send them out a winner. But to you, thank you so much for being a part of the show again this year. It's a lot of fun along the way. And as I said, it's um, finding plenty of, of, of uh, winners as well for the listeners. So, thank you to you. But also, of course, a very Merry Christmas to you and the family as well over this uh, 
festive period. Yes, thank you, mate. And, uh, yeah, many thanks to you for giving me the opportunity to do so. As you said, it's great fun. Uh, hopefully we've found the uh, listeners a few winners throughout the year. Well, many winners throughout the year, probably more than a few, hopefully. <laughs> but hopefully a few at decent odds. We tried, uh, you know, try and look a little bit outside the obvious and try and find a few at decent odds. So hopefully uh, we have done that and people have enjoyed listening uh, to our ramblings throughout the year. Uh, but, yeah, certainly appreciate all the messages uh, that have come through. But, uh, yeah, can only echo that. Uh, Merry Christmas to you and your family. And um, so also all the listeners, uh, it's a great time of year to catch up with family. Uh, so whatever, and friends, so whatever you do over the holiday period, stay safe, uh, uh, celebrate accordingly, and uh, yeah, let's hope we can find a few winners. Uh, but yeah, thanks to you, um, and Merry Christmas to all our listeners. Uh, let's hope we can uh, end the year on a high and uh, continue on in 2024. Yes, no, very well said. And I, will, I will say it again, it is, it is something I do... Encourage and recommend people jump onto that website as we spoke about puntingbaron.com.au. Look, I know there's a lot of different subscription services out there and it's horses for courses, whatever you think suits you, whatever your budget is, but I do challenge you to find one that, that offers you uh, better value and, and for those that listen into this segment, I'm sure you know that uh, that you, you, you're always an opportunity to uh, to pretty much win, <laughs> win back your subscription in, in one bet sometimes if there were some of the value that, that we are able to throw out here. So I do encourage you to jump on board, have a look, support. Shane and what he does, obviously, it's a it's a it's a passion and it's a and it's a love to, to share it with people with something like that and to do it at that price point. I do really encourage people jump on board, have a look, uh, see if it suits you, and, and jump on board. And, and again, like Shane said, we wish you all a very Merry Christmas. But let's hope we can go out with a bang this weekend. So um, a couple of races to bet into there. And as I said, probably a pretty good opportunity to take the early quarter. Just looked it up here. It's races three, four, five, six. So what do you want here? Two, three, four, six. So there you go. We've got three legs covered. So. You can field job the other or come up with whatever you like in race number five. But that's the early quad on Saturday, three, four, five, and six. So we'll be working that out now as well. But as Pretty always... Race, race five might be a field league too. Well, there you go. Well, there you go. We'll chuck the... There you go. We can do that. Chuck the field in for the fifth. Because we can get in short with the others. Excellent. If we there want we to. We can. Couldn't we? Yep. So you can take two, foolproof. Two foolproof yeah. and Aisha. Take the yep. favourite with Najiko and... Uh, yep. Field job the uh, fifth. Get a roughie up. Take the two in race six and then maybe include Blue Moon, the favourite, and there you go. Oh, there you go. There we go. So that's the, uh, the early quad down on Saturday. Christmas bonus there. Yeah. Out the <laughs> <laughs> so just oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, same, exactly. So that's right. Field leg there, just need Merchant him to get up in the last leg to give us that value there. And uh, yeah, no, we'll be, we'll be fine, actually. So Najiko, actually, yeah. Yeah, Najiko in the fourth. Yeah, Najiko in the fourth would be a good result, obviously, from a quaddy point of view. There, yeah, yeah, so it won't cost you much, so you can take it that way, jump on board and yeah, give us a run for our money. So, but yes, no, but as always, Shane, thanks for joining us, and hopefully we hope the punters find a few winners. No worries, mate, and hope to catch you up on the Goldie for a beer. Look Have a good one, mate. Look forward to it. Look forward to it. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Racing Nation with James O'Shea.